You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I believe God's going to help us tonight with this truth from the Word of God. Let's stand together, please. We're going to read together verses 1 through 7. Isaiah 43. And then I'll take you to a little bit later. Keep right, right here. Stay here for a while. But we'll take you to a parallel text in Ephesians. And I hope this would be a help to all of us. 43, chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. Let's stay together. Pause at the commas, the colons, the semicolons, the periods. Ready? Begin. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, This is a text that deals with Israel, and I'm not speaking on Israel tonight, but I realize it's a text to Israel. And the prophet that preached Isaiah for 62 years and had zero success, he just kept preaching. And he was preaching to Israel. They never repented. They never got right. But God still made some promises to Israel. And that's an entire another message. But it is a text that deals with that land and those people. But I want to make a personal application tonight in your life and in my life. What what tonight is the purpose of our lives? You see, well, he's going now. He's going to go ask us to be... I'm fulfilling the call of God on my life. But my purpose is not necessarily just to be a pastor. My purpose is not necessarily to be a Sunday school teacher. My purpose is not, not necessarily to be just a husband or a father or a grandfather. Until we figure out our purpose, we'll never figure out the rest. I never asked that I'd be a good husband first in my prayer life. I asked that I'd be a man of God, God's man. For if I'm not right with God, I'll never be right with my wife. 
though she's the easiest person in the world to live with. And it's just an amazing thing that she would reach, I feel, down to marry me and be alongside of me all these years. I want to be a good husband, but that's not my main purpose. I hope we'll learn something from the Word of God tonight while we're here. I'm grateful for people that give money to the church, but that's not necessarily our purpose. That could be a gift that God gave you at salvation, the gift of giving. Our Father, tonight as we approach this text, I pray that we learn something from the Word of God that we could carry with us through life. I want to fulfill the purpose that you have for me, the principal thing. And I pray that our eyes would be open to this this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. God gives us in this text the purpose of life. And it's buried right in the middle of one particular verse we read. And until we get this correct, all the rest will not fall into order. It's found in verse number seven. As God speaks, even everyone that is called by my name, I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Everything we do in life is for the glory of God Almighty. It's not just to fulfill your task in life. Everything we do, that in all things, right here, this has been our church verse since 1977, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Everything is about his glory. That word glory, you'll find it in, in, in the Bible 465, 64 times. And glory, glory is just simply where, where we bring all praise, all honor, all adoration, all majesty to God's name in every circumstance of life. Your marriage needs to be bringing glory to God. Your job needs to be bringing glory to God. Uh, our health situations needs to be bringing glory to God. Uh, going to Bible college, it needs to be for His glory. Everything we do is for His glory. Sometimes I don't think we even know the, the songs we sing. Uh, down at the cross where my Savior died. The course, glory to his name. What is that? L lift him up. Majesty on high, supreme. Glory to his name. Glory to glorious things of thee are spoken. Good things. Majesty. Greatness things. Zion city of our God. The priority as we walk out these doors within a uh, little short time tonight from now, the, 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 the purpose of leaving here tonight is in every moment of every day this week to bring glory to God. Amen. When the phone call you receive turns your world upside down, it's to bring glory to God. When, when sorrows come your way and my way, it's to bring glory for God. Uh, when everything takes place in our life, the purpose is that we might not have a vocation and not necessarily have a ministry and not necessarily have a class. No, that's 
the opportunity we get to serve God, it has to be done with the foundation of bringing all glory to God. Look at verse number seven. For even everyone that is called by my name. Well, we can apply that to us. I know this was to Israel, but we're called by his name. I have created. God created me. God created you. We cannot believe in evolution. We're not a mistake that uh, just a big bang theory. In the beginning, God created. You're a created being. And to be a, to be a, a, a created being, we are God's creation. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Keep your hand right here. Let, let's see it real quickly. And, um, and, and as we look at it tonight, Genesis 1, 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the things of the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God, what's the next word? Created man in his own image. In the image of God, what's the word? God created him. Male and female created him. Cre creation is to make something out of nothing. Try to do that. Try to make a car out of nothing. But our God created us. You're a created being. Take your Bibles, please. Go to Psalm 139. You know the text we're going to read, perhaps. But Psalms one, what, Psalm 139, as you turn to the book of Psalms and you look at Psalm 139, Verse 13, thou was possessed by rage, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. There's a creation. Marvelous are thy works which thou, my soul knoweth right. My substance was not hid from thee. Before there was an arm or a leg or a foot or an eye or an ear, my substance in my mother's womb was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Thine eye seeth my substance, yet being unperfect. Why? It's not all developed yet. It takes nine months. In the book of my members were written, the continuance were fashioned as there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God, how great is the soul. God creates us. Evolution, there's always things changing. Man's posture changed, they said, through the years. But guess what? Every person that's born has ribs on this side and ribs on this side. And toes down here and toes down here and knees here and hip bone, the knee bone connected to uh, Ezekiel, all right? And, uh, and the, we, we, there's no evolving. There's no changing. I don't mean this to be rude at all. Eye is not the back of the head. God, puts, God put our eyes right here. We're created. And, and God said, back in Isaiah, I created you. I formed you. And so he has a right to say, I want, your, I want praise from you. If I don't give praise to God, who's will? If you as a Christian do not give praise to God, who will? The unsaved? The heathen? The atheist? The God-hater? The evolutionist? The materialistic person? The, the person that does not believe there is a God, uh, the, the people that believe in, in Confucius or, or Muhammad or any other religion, uh, are they, are they the, Hinduism, is that the ones that are going to bring honor to God? No. God created me, and I need to be aware of the fact that he created me. Look in Isaiah, where we're at. We'll, we'll get where we're going here. Isaiah chapter 43. And he says, 
I, I have created him and I have formed him. To form is exciting because to, to form something is to fashion it. Remember, the earth was without form and void. The Bible says Genesis 1. God, God created it, but then he had to form it. The, the text would be good with that if you wanted to read it this week. It would be Jeremiah chapter 18. The potter puts the clay on the wheel, and they spin the wheel, and he forms the clay. God is allowing circumstances in our life, people in our life, to help form us in and conform us to the image of Christ. I've been formed. I've been created. For what purpose? For his glory. Paul suffered. Historians tell us that Paul was perhaps about four foot ten. He had an eye condition. Apparently it was, it was a, a, a gross thing. But Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I believe it's verse number 9. Most gladly, therefore, what's the next word? I forget it. Well, I glory, there's that word again. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in what? My bank account. Boy, I just feel like praising God. I got, I got money in my bank. Oh, I praise the Lord. I got a raise. Oh, I praise God. Now, you know, God's so good. Well, yes, sure. Praise the Lord. Anybody can do that. But Paul wasn't glorying in his bank account. Praise the Lord. Uh, the, the throngs are coming. They like me. No, they're stoning him and cast him out of the city. And, and Demas was on the missionary trip with them. And the next time Paul is in a jail getting ready to die, they, they sent word, Demas hath forsaken thee. Having loved this present world, that's a heartache. You have your right-hand man that you love and you care for. You've been crisscrossing uh, 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 that, that area and start establishing churches, and he forsakes you for the world. Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities. I'm going to glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. For this thing I have besought the Lord thrice, three times. But he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. And that's why Paul said, I glory in this. Most people, you live long enough. I'm not saying this to be rude at all to anybody. We wind up with canes and walkers and wheelchairs. I had a doctor in my 30s said, you'll be in a wheelchair before you're 60. It's just the way it's going to happen. Well, in 10 more years, I'll be 60. <laughs> you know how life goes? You get older. And most people do not die healthy. Most die with ailments. You say, well, that's depressing. I would hope that if that's the path God takes me in and down the path of bedridden, I would hope if I'm in a nursing home facility someday, I would hope that I could bring glory to God. Mean along. The old building over here where the Spanish is tonight, that building was right next door to the 
used to be called Highland Hospital and they've changed the name four different times in the 48 years we've been here. Sister Jackie, you remember you worked there for many years. You know that I'd go over there a couple, two, three times a week. Mina Long was a lady, she, uh, I don't know what the word would be called, like almost a itinerant, she wasn't a preacher at all. But she went all over North Dakota. Do you know that North Dakota right now has 2,500 little white clapboard churches sitting empty? Their national monuments are monuments to the eclectic, so you can't tear them down. One guy got so upset about this little white clapboard church next door to his house, and he said, man, it's falling down. They said, we can't do anything about it. And he said, will you sell it to me? And he bought it for $450. I think if God wants to call you somewhere, some of you ought to think about going to North Dakota and buying four of those buildings. Maybe 50 miles apart, each one, and then preaching all four churches every Sunday. Well, that sounds hard. That's the ministry, missionary. Going up in those villages, those pictures you showed us last week. Someone's got to go there. Someone's got to go as far as you can with a vehicle, then walk in. I was just amazed. So see those little people up there being reached with the gospel, singing. So, 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 so I, I think of how, how that God, 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 God has things. I'd go see Mina, and Mina was one of these ladies. She was in North Dakota, and she'd just go on Sunday morning and afternoon. She went to four or five different little church buildings, and, and, and she would teach Sunday school. I don't know what organization was she was with or whatever, but I'd go by to see Mina, uh, a, a white-haired little lady. I'd go by to her room. I know right where it's at. You come in the door. You walk this way. I think that ward is now dementia, but it wasn't back then. And, and you go to her room, and most of the time, she had her, all the time, she Bible was open. She had her hymn book. She gave me a book about the hymns of the uh, of the Bible, uh, hymns that are written in our songbook, and it's in my in my study. This was back in '76, I think. And you know, she was saying, and I said, Mina, let me, let me read some scripture with you. I'd begin to read the scripture. She knew, she knew most of it. And she could quote along with me. And, and then I said, let's sing together. And all those years I've gone over there, to, I, I, I never sing in, the, in, a, in a room with the door shut. And, and I never sing quiet. Quiet or quietly? Quietly. How many vote for quietly? How many vote that's too hot in here? Okay, we're we've done a lot of voting tonight, a lot of voting tonight. I don't know about you folks. I keep the door open. You know, when God has blessed you with such a good voice like mine, <laughs> for visitors, I know I don't have a good voice, so don't worry about it. I like to just sing. You know what I found out all the time? Normally, people would come in the room. I'd sing Mina, how about, and I can remember this one. We, my wife would sing it with my dad before he passed away. There's a land that is fairer than day. And you sing slower with nursing home people. And by faith, we can see it afar. She'd sing with me. For the Father waits over the way. And then some folks would come in. Sometimes some nurses would come in. To prepare us a dwelling place there. 
in the sweet by and by. Maybe I'll be tested one day. Maybe I'll live at that facility. A pastor years ago, pastor of California, the a church where it was the first church to have AM radio broadcasting his service throughout the state. And it was a, a church that's a Baptist church and 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 he was, I, I remember as a, I remember in the 50s him preaching in the 60s. But one day he got too old for his church and he died over here in a rest home. Large church, thousands and thousands. He died over here in a rest home all by himself. Nobody came to see him. You know, I would think some of you folks would come to see me. But you live long enough, you're going to get busy. I hope, Brother Ray, if that happens to me and I can't get to church, I hope I don't get bitter at the people that have been so good to me. Where are they? Well, you're in life. That's what you're doing. I hope I can find contentment in bringing glory to God. Amen. I hope I can, I hope I can maybe get in a wheelchair. And I know it sounds depressing. I hope I can go up and down the hallways and, and, and sing and Say, I've got a Bible study coming up in one hour. Get your wheelchair and get in there. Wouldn't that be something? I don't know what the future is. Many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to, but I know who holds tomorrow. We sing about it. And I know who holds my hand. And God allows us to have difficulties on the pathway of life. One reason is to train our children how to react to those difficulties this is how you handle the difficulty. You trust in God. You bring glory to God. The Lord is good. Tell it wherever you go. The Lord is good. Tell it that others may know. Tell them his blessing and tell them his love and tell them his coming from heaven above. The Lord is good. Look at the verse. My job as a, being a creative person and being a formed person, God forms me. You'll see that word about eight times in this chapter and the next chapter. God formed us. He, he molded us. He's molded us to this. But the main purpose why he's molding us, that my life, whatever experiences he face, can bring glory to him. That's my job. He created us. He didn't create me to pastor a large church solely. He created me for his glory. I'm to give glory to him. Give him the glory. I can hear you teenagers singing it. What he's done in your heart. He took me from sin and shame and gave me a new start. I'm to give him the glory. In my Heart, Lord, be glorified, be glorified in my heart, Lord, be glorified today. I hope as I live, if the Lord allows us all to live this week and the rapture, I hope, I hope we can give him the glory in every circumstance. We have the book out from the publications, Brother Reimers, Alexander, how he crisscrossed with the great evangelists in the late 1800s and the early 1900s, 
to different continents and we'd preach and we had the picture of him with a 3,500 voice choir in Australia. And everywhere they went, they had a 1,000 voice choir, a 2,000 voice choir. And they made that, uh, that song so very famous in the early 1900s. Uh, they would sing it at the train station. These men would take what they called their grip, their suitcase, and they'd be standing on the platform and you'd hear it. When all my labors and trials are o'er, and I am safe on that beautiful shore, just to be near the door, dear Lord I adore, will through the ages be glory for me. Oh, that will be glory for me. It was known everywhere over Europe, all over London. It was known all over Australia. It was known in the countries in that uh, European area, the, the glory song. My life, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the senses have done with their lives. Uh, great mysteries, oh yes. I'll tell you what they've done. They've lived their life with the, to the glory of God. Too much hit and miss. I'm on, I'm off. Praise the Lord. I won money. I got a raise. I got this. I'm going there. I got a new car. I got a wife. I got a husband. We have new kids. That's all great. But the purpose is to bring glory to God with all of that. Tonight I want you to realize that glory is just praise. I, I'm to praise God. Praise Him in the sunshine hour. Praise Him when the difficult times come. You know, the joy of pastoring a church, almost five decades, I've watched People endure hardness. Many of you as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, I've watched it. I've watched you go through the valley of sorrow and heartache. And I'll tell you what, I've watched many more people go through the same heartache and sorrow or less. And I've watched them walk away from God. I'm done with God. You do any type of door knocking, if you find someone that's saved, they say, no, we're not going to church. Normally they trace it back. I've had, it, I've had them tell me through the years, I, my mother was dying. I prayed, God didn't answer my prayer, I'm done with God. So now God works for you. Now God has to figure out what your plan is so that you can, that he can give you all 100% your plan. No, ladies and gentlemen, glory is bringing praise, bringing honor, bringing excellence to the name of God. Give him the glory. Say, so, well, I'm not pastoring a large church. Well, then bring glory in a small church. I think of some of our preachers across this country. Uh, they're not in an area with two million people or nine million people in the Bay Area like we have. And they're in areas where there's a Baptist church on every corner. But some of them go out to the hollers and there's just, just handfuls of people. You know what? They're, they're just as important as a pastor that might have a large church. A, a large church is just important to someone who has a small church. But regardless of the importance of the man, the goal is to bring glory to God. Amen. Turn with me in closing. I want you to go to this text in Ephesians chapter 1. I went to a Bible college in the 60s that was one year old. I did not want to go to that college. My dad, the well, uh, my, my dad said, son, you owe me the 13th year. My dad was not dominant. My dad was, he didn't really, he, he didn't tell me a lot of things to, to do with my life. He just, he just lived it. 
My dad's the most wonderful man in memory. I think of him every day. Some of the decisions, I think, what would my dad do? My dad was never part of a church split. Never, people would come and go, but he was never part of that. He was never part of criticizing people, criticizing the pastor. He's not part of any of that. None of it. My dad said, son, I'd like to go to this Bible college. I didn't want to go to that Bible college. I wanted to go to Tennessee Temple. That's my plan. But I never told my dad. My dad said, I'd like you to consider going here. I said, would you like me to go there? Because I, I'd kind of like, I know the president. I know the, the work there. I, I'd kind of like you to go there, son. But you're going to have to figure out what God wants. You know what? I say this to students all the time. I'm not trying to be irreverent. I didn't need to pray. Why would I pray about where to go to Bible college? I'm a 17-year-old kid. I have no idea, you know, when the sun comes up or where it sets in the east or the west or whatever it goes. I, I don't know. I don't know diddly squat. There I go with Greek words again. I want, I want, I, my dad had, I had such confidence in my dad. He had proven to me almost for 18 years. I think I left a day before I was 18. And I really never got back home, never lived at home after that ever again. But my dad loved me. He prayed for me more than I prayed for myself. My dad was godly, holy, my mother. I could hear them. Their bedroom was up against me. I could hear them at night. We'd already had prayers of family. I could hear them every night praying together. My dad said, I kind of like you to go there. I'm not going to pray about it. I'm just going to go there. Till the day he died and never told him. I wanted to go to Tennessee Temple. But this is something that I followed my dad's leadership. And three years later, I was working as a music director on the weekends in a church in Illinois. And there was the most beautiful, gorgeous girl on the piano, playing the piano, the preacher's daughter. And she played that piano. My heart was so burdened for her because I can remember praying for her family in my college dorm because her mom was dying with cancer. I would get these prayer requests, and I'd get our guys, and I was responsible for that. I was supposed to gather the guys together for prayer, and we would pray some, for different things. But I'll never forget that, Pastor. I didn't know him, but I, I kept thinking eight kids and a 45-year-old preacher's wife dying. I, got my, I can remember, honey, I can remember praying in my dorm. Little did I know that God had planted for me the right person for my life in that church. And about a year later, we opened our eyes and she realized what a good catch I was. All that beautiful hair like I have now. And we've made mistakes on the journey of life. But I can tell you this, I really believe God gave me a lady who wants to bring glory to God. How in the world do you, I'm sorry to keep referring to you, Brother Stan. How do you drag a woman to Uganda? 
unless she has a desire for the glory of God. And God's blessed your work. It's amazing. Our goals in life, well, I got to college. We didn't have an auditorium yet. We had an old Roman Catholic school that they had sold. 62 acres, huge building on it for $162,000. I'll never forget that. Landscape beautifully. And we had a gymnasium, little small, tiny, much smaller than the one we have on Clyde Avenue. And that was our chapel. And on those brick walls, it, it, it was Ephesians 1.12. You're there, Ephesians 1.12. And I'd see that every day in chapel. The Bible says in verse 12 that we should be to the praise of his glory. That's the same thing who first trusted in Christ. That's the same verse as Isaiah 43, 7. I'm to be the praise of his glory. That, that, that verse has stuck with me all these years. Everything needs to be for his glory. My sorrow, my, my victories, my betrayals, everything's for his glory. Uh, look, look what he says, what takes place. Here's why I can live to his glory. Well, verse 13, in whom you trusted, that's the same word as verse 12, in whom you trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel, one, salvation. I'm saved. That's why I can have his glory is preeminent. I'm saved. And then I'm sealed. And then I have the spirit of God. Good night. Those three things in that one verse alone was all it was. But there's much more than that. But I've, I've been saved. Thank God for salvation, eternal security, and been sealed. Now, there's, there's no, uh, Revelation chapter 5, the seventh scroll seal. It was, only one could open that book. And it was Jesus Christ Almighty. I'm secure. I'm saved. And I also have the Spirit of God. Cancer, consequently, I should give all glory to God. That's your job. That's my job. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 1, 12, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in you. My job is to bring him glory this week. Your job as we leave, your assignment, my assignment is to, let's bring glory to his name. Honor to his name. Praise to his name. Lifting up his name. And may we do that individually. But as it says in Ephesians 5, 25, that he might present it to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Let's be a church without spot or wrinkle this week. Let's keep sin out of here. So what's your task? Here's your homework assignment. Here's my homework assignment. Because I've been created. I've been formed by God's own hand. My light needs to bring glory back to His name. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.